It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Right now, we're playing a little stock up, stock down, which teams we trust moving forward and which teams we don't. So, Jinx, let's start with the positive and say Mm -hmm. uh, it's a narrowed field. So There's not that many teams Mm -hmm. to choose from, but what teams or players are you buying stock in this week? I am buying stock in Kyle Shanahan, especially because he's going up against Mike McCarthy, whom I don't trust whatsoever. And yeah, the Cowboys won last night. But listen, when the game's not close, that makes your job as a head coach much easier, right? You don't have to make those critical decisions when it comes to calling timeouts in the right place or making the right play call or clock management, whatever it is. But Kyle Shanahan, the way he has guided this Niners team, and full credit to Brock Purdy, he's been great. But one of the reasons why, in fact, maybe the primary reason why he has been great is that Kyle Shanahan has put him in a position to succeed where the play calls are right. He's prepared him appropriately. I don't know many coaches in the NFL who could have had this sort of success with three different quarterbacks. And I realize Trey Lance didn't play that long. Whatever. At the end of the day, Trey Lance was supposed to be the guy. And here we are in the playoffs after an 11-game winning streak, and Kyle Shanahan has handled this about as well as you could handle it. Look, if you lose your quarterback, things can go awry really quickly. We saw that happen out with Sean McVay and the Rams this season, where once Matthew Stafford was out, and they had a lot of injuries, so maybe it's not a fair comparison. But once your quarterback goes, a lot of things can go wrong. So I trust Kyle Shanahan to have his team ready to go and to have Brock Purdy ready to go, win or lose, against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think mine kind of dovetails on that. And mine is the San Francisco 49ers skill position players. Because I know a lot of people are going to be talking about Brock Purdy and how amazing he's been. But you got to look towards the guys who are behind the line of scrimmage and say, hmm, maybe some of this has to do with the fact that he has Christian McCaffrey back there. Debo Samuel back there, who has an otherworldly 111 yards after the catch this postseason. He has 133 total yards and 111 of them are after the catch. So it's not like Brock Purdy is heaving it down the field. It's just that his skill position players are so talented that they can do the rest of the work. So I Mm -hmm. think uh, the tangible, you know, uh, read off of this one is Christian McCaffrey. I was just talking about this earlier in the show. Running backs who can catch and run when it comes to end zone, uh, when it comes to goal line plays, are a solid play for any time touchdown. Last week, Christian McCaffrey only minus 145 to score a touchdown. He's now scored a touchdown in five straight games, whether it's receiving, whether it's running. The Niners are leaning heavily 
on their stars. Christian McCaffrey had 119 yards on the ground. Debo Samuel, like I said, 133 yards. So those are the guys that I'm trusting moving forward. Not necessarily Brock Purdy. I think it's more on the skill position players. No, I totally get that. And that's one of the reasons why he's been successful. There's no question. Look, when you have those guys around you and a great defense like that, that's the best possible situation and arguably the best team in football. I don't know if the Niners are that team, but they're pretty damn close. So if you're going to put a guy like Brock Purdy in a situation, this was, this is the perfect situation for him. And look, it's a credit to those guys. It's a credit to Kyle Shanahan. It's a credit to Brock Purdy, but it's all worked out beautifully thus far. Right. And like I was saying, I think running backs who can catch passes out of the backfield are a solid play for any time touchdowns. You were on Saquon Barkley this past past week, and he was just as big of a threat in the receiving game as he was in the running game. So I think he's another guy you're targeting to have another big week, aren't you? Yeah, I just love Saquon. And I I, I love that he's healthy. I, I, I always say this, but like, I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to Giants-Eagles, right? Like, it doesn't matter to me. I, I want to win my bets. But I like seeing great players be able to perform well, especially after an injury history. There's nothing worse than having a guy who has so much potential and they just never get right or they never get healthy or they suffer an injury which ends their season. You see this all the time. Saquon has just fought through health issues, fought through health issues. This is the first time where we've gotten a healthy Saquon in a long time. And as you can see... When he is healthy, he delivers. And also, if you're the Giants, when you don't have a lot of talent, the only way you're going to win this game coming up against the Eagles or keep it close is if Saquon has a big game. Like, if Saquon has a bad game or he's getting touches but he's not performing, Giants aren't going to win this game. You need your superstars to step up, especially when you don't have a lot of talent anyway. So when it look, when you're looking at player props, I was looking at Saquon mm-hmm. last week. I figured the Giants would lean on him, and I feel like the same thing will happen this weekend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite side, but I don't think that you're necessarily buying stock in the Giants. It's more buying stock in Saquon as a player. Exactly. Because another team I'm buying stock in still is the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, 5-1 to to win the Super Bowl over at BetMGM, and they have the fourth best odds, which is crazy to me. For a team that was the most dominant during the regular season – At one point, weren't the Eagles the most dominant team in the NFL, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball? Just because they had that little blip there where Gardner Minshew was their quarterback and Jalen Hurts wasn't healthy, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, off the ship immediately. I think this is a great time to buy low on an Eagles team that's still top to bottom is uh, probably at least top two in the NFL. So for me, 
I'm still buying low, relatively speaking, on the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for that. I The Eagles are, they have been. I think for most of the season, you can make a case for the Niners, but clearly Jalen Hurts is a difference maker. He's an MVP candidate. So now's the time when it, it, it's, we haven't been talking about the Eagles much because they've had a bye week because Jalen has been injured and they didn't need that winning against the Giants. So it's been a few weeks since we sort of hopped on the Eagles and said, don't forget how good this team is. So yeah, it, it, it's weird to say buy a low spot on the Eagles, but I think you're right. Right, because they've just been kind of lurking. You know, they had the the first round bye. They've been pretty banged up, but I think the extra time off will be helpful to a team that's been pretty banged up, and hopefully they can make uh, some quick work off of the the Giants, excuse me. And then finally, before we move on to stock down, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence and his passing prop. So this is a really specific one in the props market. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see Doug Peterson continue to ride the arm of Trevor Lawrence. Last time out, he didn't throw a ton of passes, but it's because they were playing the Chargers, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. But when games have been close, we've seen a ton of passing from Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson is not afraid to get the passing game involved. So uh, that number's not out yet. We will have to see what the number is. But I think especially if they're playing catch-up with Patrick Holmes, we'll see a lot of passes from Trevor Lawrence. What about the teams and the players that we Mm. don't trust moving forward? Who are you sell, sell, selling on? Brett Maher, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? You cannot miss four extra points. And I, listen, I'm a kicker of four. What was it? You know, I missed four. Not one. Four. Not two. Not two. Not not three. (laughs) How many are you going to miss, Brett? Not four. My God. What are you doing, guy? Look, I'm a kicker apologist. Kickers never get any credit, right? Never get any credit at all. If you make it, you're supposed to make it. If you miss, you suck. So it's tough being, you don't get to practice with the rest of the team. Everyone goes through drills and you're over there with the backup kicker and a skinny punter and you're jacking around playing grab ass, kicking field goals and punts. You never get any credit. However, that said, you got to make your extra points and you can miss one every now and then you can't miss four in a playoff game. And this is the momentum that you're taking out to San Francisco against arguably the best team in the NFC. I'm not going to be betting any field goal props this weekend, Brett. Yeah, you know what the Cowboys need to do? They need to bring in a specialist. They need to bring mm-hmm. in Urban Meyer to kick oh, Brett Maher in the butt while he's warming up. Make a kick, you pansy. Isn't that what he did in Jacksonville? He, like, kicked the kicker? Or was it the punter? Oh, uh, it was the kicker. He just, like, kicked him in the leg, too. <laughs> right? Like, what? I, kick him in the one limb that he actually uses. Like, what are you doing? Like, hey, make some field goals. Let me kick you right in your shin. Like, what a jerk. What a moron Urban Meyer was. But, yeah, kicked the guy in the leg. And wasn't that the same guy who kicked the winning field goal on Saturday? To win it? Wasn't it the same was guy? Was it? I think so. Was it Josh Scobie? Was that his name? Uh, I don't remember his maybe name. Maybe I've got it wrong. I don't know. I just know that oh the old God. kick to the leg didn't work. <laughs> That's what teams should do for punishment. You know, they should bring an Urban Meyer for a demotivational speaker or like yeah. a lecture. All right. Last for me before we get to break. I don't trust the Giants moving forward. This is not, you know, a hard sell, I don't think. I just think the magic has kind of run out for the Giants, uh, especially going against the Eagles. Like, this isn't a hot take. I just think right. people will see that game against Minnesota and say, oh, my God, Daniel Jones, franchise passer, looking and putting up these huge stats. But 
that's against probably the worst secondary in the entire NFL. So I am not taking too much stock on that. And it's a buy or a sell high situation for me on the New York Giants. What a season it's been. I think Brian Dable's gone done an amazing job, but I think the clock strikes midnight on this Cinderella, finally against the Eagles. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.